0: Welcome to Royal Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands, for laid back conversations about the kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up, thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds. A YouTube channel for Kings fans, by Kings fans. On today's show, we discuss the loss to the New York Knicks, some trade rumors, and what is going on with De'Aaron and Fox. All that and more coming up next. We're here. We're drinking beers. And we're talking about your Sacramento Kings. If you're a Kings fan, make sure you hit that like button down below. And if you enjoy awesome Kings content like this, please consider subscribing to the channel. Calvin and I put out fresh Kings videos almost daily. This is your Kings nightcap. All right, Calvin. Kings lose tonight, 96 116 they dropped to 18 and 34 on the season this is seven games in a row they've lost now and they've lost their last 12 road games what's going on here well they're just not very good
1: and it hurts (laughs) when their worst player doesn't play for five straight games either their best player i think i said worst player their best (laughs) player doesn't play for five straight games that sucks so yeah, I, I don't know. What's up, guys? I'd rather just say hi to you than talk about this game. Hi, Fred. Hi, Gotham. What's up, Mike? Um, Dennis in the chat. Jay Drew. We
0: got Jack the Lefty for in here. By, guys.
1: Appreciate the shout out on. We're, yeah, we're nearing a thousand subscribers. Kind of a monumental moment for the channel. What do you think will happen first? The Kings make a trade or we hit a thousand subs? <laughs>
0: I, I thought you'd say Kings win a game, or we. Hit, I mean, yeah, we, we hit do that 1, too. <laughs> It's not looking too well at this point. And also, another big announcement to make we are now on multiple podcast platforms. So if you guys are not available to watch us on YouTube or you want to watch the show a little bit later, you can ch- check us out on Spotify. We're on uh, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. If you guys really want to hear us, there's a way. To hear us, you just got to find us somehow. So, Calvin, Fox is out again. He actually warms up for this game. I think this is like the third game in a row that I've seen him actually warm up and then decide he's not ready to go. All smoke and mirrors. Still listed as a sore ankle. Marvin Bagley is also dealing with a left ankle injury, and then Terrence Davis is still out indefinitely with the wrist injury. We're going to talk about De'Aaron a bunch more in the second section, so I don't want to touch on him too much other than the fact that the Kings have only won one game this season without De'Aaron Fox. And uh, how long can your ankle be sore for?
1: I, like I said, it's all smoke and mirrors, <laughs> I think, at this point. There's there's maybe some, some trade in the works here in the background that we'll find out about soon or – the, the guy just doesn't want to be on the floor with the rest of these Kings players.
0: Yeah, whatever it is, it's not a good look for De'Aaron or for the Sacramento Kings. And uh, I don't want to spoil the next section, but Calvin, I saw him laughing after the game with some Knicks players and some Knicks staff. Uh, we'll jump into that in the second section, what that means for the Kings, what that means for Fox. But a uh, rough game for the Kings. A rough month. They only won three games this month, three and twelve for the month of January. So I, for one, am pretty happy that this this month is ending. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna be able to get back on on, you know, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. A winning month. streak or anything because next game is Wednesday at home. Perfect opportunity for the Kings to say, hold my beer. <laughs> it's against the Nets. Then they go on to play. The Warriors at home, the Warriors are looking pretty good. So it's a it's a really <laughs> tough schedule the coming Warriors, up here. The
1: Warriors are looking pretty good. <laughs> might be the understatement of
0: the the year so far. All right, let's jump here. You want to you want to show box score and go over that those numbers? Yep. Here I we mean, go. I mean, I want to be a little bit more entertaining than uh Katie and Kyle were in their post-game show. He's just like, I don't know what to say. I have nothing to I, say. I don't know what to say. I mean,
1: Every, with every loss that happens in no trade, you know, for all of us who who do stuff like this, where we talk about the game or talk about the Kings, there's really not much left that you can say. I mean, it's the same result every time. Um, they were down by 29 again in this game. But, yeah, here, let's look at the box score. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, another Pretty good game overall, 21 points. He shot pretty well, 7 of 16 from the floor, 8 more assists, only 2 turnovers. Um, And Davion, you know, has continued to play much, much better offensively since he's been starting. Mm -hmm. 18 points tonight, 8 of 17 from the floor, another 6 assists. He also had 2 blocks in this game, only 1 turnover. Uh, The problem is they just didn't get anything from anybody else. Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald, the only other players in double figures, they both had 11. Barnes, four of eight from the floor, healed three of 12 from three, four of 13 from the field. Um, and, yeah, again, you got very small amounts of playing time for some of these young guys like Keita, Lewis King, uh, Jemias Ramsey. They all played less than 10 minutes, only four minutes for Keta. I still don't understand why he doesn't get out there a little bit more. Damian Jones played 19 minutes in Met 225, and no Marvin Bagley tonight.
0: Yeah, I think we, we answered our own question about why Marvin didn't play uh, that much in that previous game, and I think it's because he tweaked his ankle. So he was, uh, I guess, sitting for this game to try and heal up. They didn't really give many updates as to the severity of the injury or how long he'll be out for, but uh, I can't imagine it's too long, and they're probably yeah. excited to get him back on the court. Or they're resting him as well so that they can trade him. Maybe. I know we've seen in the past where the Kings have been talking about moving a guy, and then that guy gets injured, and then they end up not trading him. We saw it last year, too, right around the trade deadline. Marvin Bagley gets injured. Uh, we heard about the Sadiq Bay offer, but then things pretty much fell apart after that.
1: Yeah, well, they continue to to just be on pace to play their way out of any playoff or play in game opportunity, so in a couple of weeks, you know, it won't really matter anymore whether a guy is resting because he's got a
0: sore ankle or something because they'll they'll be out of it. You know who the Kings need to play to get back on track? The The Washington Generals? The Kings. (laughs) That's who they need to play to get back on track. And you'd think they do that every day in practice, but every team in the league is getting confidence off Sacramento at this point. And, uh, you know, those games against Detroit, against Houston. They look so juicy. Not so much anymore. Everyone's salivating over that game against Sacramento. Oh, yeah. Anybody uh, you want to shout out on the Knicks?
1: Uh, Yeah, Evan Fournier, that guy had one of the best first quarters I've ever seen. He was playing like his family was being held ransom or something. He came out (laughs) on fire. 7 of 11 from the field, 18 points. He led all their starters. Alec Burks led all uh, Next players off the bench with 21 points. Again, you know the bench disparity over the past few games has just been ridiculous. And when you're down by 20 plus points on a routine basis, like obviously the other team's bench numbers are going to be high, but you would expect your own bench to have some good numbers too because they're they're yep. probably playing a bunch of minutes. And it just hasn't worked out that way. But Obi Toppin had 14 off the bench. Uh, Quentin Grimes had 14 off the bench. He was five of nine from the floor. RJ Barrett didn't shoot well, but he you know, he had a good game and Julius Randle was his normal self. 17 points, nine rebounds, four assists. I gotta just, give it just sh- again no uh any no resistance or uh yep. d- you know defensively they, they just weren't there at all. Tons of open threes. Uh the lane was wide open for everyone once again. It they the Kings struggle to play teams that have size anyway. they just kind of get pushed out of the way. And when you're missing guys like Marvin Bagley um, and you got to start an s- even smaller guard in Davion Mitchell, you know, you're even more handicapped against a big team. But it it doesn't matter who they play right now. Big, small, slow,
0: fast. Uh, can't shoot, cannot can shoot. shoot. Can't shoot, <laughs> can't shoot. It doesn't matter. You know what's surprising to me? Kemba Walker, 17 minutes tonight, zero points for him.
1: Only two shots.
0: Yeah, that's pretty wild. I know. You know, Kemba seems to be getting a lot of the blame for this team, I guess, uh, underperforming this season, but we've seen Kemba have some incredible seasons, some really incredible games. So this season to me is a, a complete mystery as far as he goes. I do want to give a shout out to Mitchell Robinson, though. I think my new favorite nickname in the NBA is the block nest monster.
1: Barry's all about the nicknames, if you guys don't know.
0: I love it, yeah. And we got to see Fournier tonight. Don't Google. That's a good nickname, too. I don't know if you guys know about that, but uh, if all you, you want to do know. do is
1: Google it to find out.
0: Google it and turn off your safe search and look at images, and then you'll know exactly why. But uh, I'm done shouting out Knicks players. Let's talk about the team stats a little bit here. 86 shots tonight for Sacramento. They just didn't have it shooting-wise again. you know, No, they did not. 43% from the field, only 28% from three-point range. Nope. But the thing that really bothered me was 50% from the free-throw line. It was
1: one of the keys to the game going in. It's almost like I knew somehow.
0: <laughs> but even if they would have made 100% of their free throws tonight, <laughs> Calvin, they, they still would have, have lost. lost by double figures. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Anything that stands yeah. out there for you?
1: Uh, the, the only thing that stands out to me is largest lead of the game, 29 for the next three for the Kings. Those are numbers that I'm getting used to seeing and it's very disturbing.
0: Hey Dennis, you Googled him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, Lane, we are really excited to go to the games next week and we have a big announcement, but I'm gonna make you guys wait to the next section, uh, before we, uh, before we let you guys know, <laughs> I might back in the chat. I might barf. That's funny. Oh, yeah. Trade Fox yo, for yo, Sabonis now. Happening? I'm confused, though, because he says season over. Don't make trade. Fire Monty. But your name is Trade Fox for Sabonis. Do you want to trade or do you not want to trade? I, I don't know. I'm guessing you want to trade. Fake wrestling was fun. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, this just in. Kings suck. They lose another one. This is seven in a row now. It's getting pretty brutal, Calvin. 0-5 on the road trip. (laughs) We did the royal Report last week, and we're like, the Kings didn't win a single game. The week before that, they won one game. The week before that, they won another game. It looks like we could be doing another episode of the royal Report this week with zero wins. Oh, they're not beating Brooklyn. (laughs) But... James Hamm might be on this week's uh, World Report, so make sure you guys tune in for that on Friday. Let's ditch the Kings game and go to a DHS game. I mean, it's probably going to be the same at this point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You got
1: more words on this game, Calvin? I'd rather sit courtside at the Kings game than courtside at the DHS game. I'll just say that.
0: Oh, man, Kings 3-12 and 12 on the month. They lost their last 12 road games when actually they were playing pretty well earlier on, Calvin, on the road this season. Yeah. You want to go over what your keys were for the game?
1: Uh, we can. You want to answer Anthony's question here first?
0: Anthony, do you think Sabonis for Fox is a good trade? What are your thoughts of the Kings building around Halley and Mitchell, I don't want to talk about this too much because our next section we talk all about trades, but uh, briefly, Fox for Sabonis straight up. I'm probably going to say no, but I'll elaborate more in the next section.
1: I agree. I would want a, a little bit more than than just Sabonis. I, I realize that that's kind of um, maybe overzealous of me to say. You know, Sabonis is an all star player already, um, but I I think that if the Kings are going to trade. De'Aaron Fox, who, in my opinion, is the best player on the team. You should get a, a package back that is deserving of trading your best player.
0: Yep, yep. Priest says, we all know Vivek is a horrible owner and McNair doesn't belong near a pro team. I know you're frustrated, man, but uh, this dude did a lot of good work in the NBA with Houston Rockets. Uh, it He's in a bad spot right now. But he does need to make a move. I agree. But at the same time, you don't want him getting worked in trades. Uh, The only thing, in my opinion, that could be worse than where we are now would be making a horrible trade and setting us back even further. So not advocating to make a trade, just to make a trade. The worst thing that could happen (laughs) to the Kings is the 49ers losing. I mean, I was pretty happy about that, but I'm a Rams fan, so yep, it's gonna be an exciting Super Bowl. Yeah, this
1: house is is gonna be lit Super Bowl Sunday. Kings fans.
0: <laughs> oh man! All right, I gotta get out of the I gotta get out of the chat here. There's too much going on. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. All right, Calvin. Anything else you want to say on this game before we move on here? Um, no, not
1: really. I, I mean it's it's beginning to be uh you know it's like tuning into your your weekly um show where you already know what's going to happen like it's it's a movie that i've seen too many times at this point i'm really pleased to see davion mitchell play better uh but you know when he's such a crucial part to the bench that was such a great strength for a while. And now he does, he's not playing off the bench. Tristan Thompson is MIA. I, I don't, Alex len has been gone. The bench is, is becoming a weakness for them. Now, buddy healed is all over the place. So, you know, even when a guy steps up like Davion does, there's still not enough to come
0: behind it for the rest of the team. Yeah. I mean, Calvin's right. 30 games less left, as Fred says. Not a lot of these are looking like victories, you know? Like, nobody came into tonight, maybe Melvin Watts. I don't know if you guys are part of the, the Kings um, group on Facebook, but Melvin posts, like, every single day. Kings are going to the finals. Kings are going to win it. De'Aaron Fox is a superstar, blah, 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 all this stuff. He's very, very enthusiastic Homer fan I think he's probably the only one that thought the Kings were going to win this game. So, you know, we get up here and we talk, oh, we're disappointed in the Kings and this and that. But realistically, none of us pictured them winning this game. We just wanted to see them be a little bit more competitive. You know, you look here, the Kings lost every single quarter in this game. They, they didn't outscore the Knicks in any single quarter. We saw them shoot horribly again in this game. They didn't even score 100 points. One of their best attributes is supposed to be scoring the basketball. But when you don't do that and you don't play defense. The leading scorer is out. Yeah, that's true. It's
1: 21 points a game pretty much that you're losing every day.
0: That is true. Dabrab. at this point, it's a good idea to lay an adjusted line bet on any Kings opponent minus 20. Oh man, I'm seeing a lot of people here wanting to trade Buddy Hield. I think it'll probably happen here. I think it will.
1: I would be pretty surprised to find anybody who doesn't want to trade Buddy Hield at this point. If you're a <laughs> Kings fan, if you follow the team and you don't want to trade Buddy Hield
0: Buddy Hield wants I don't to trade know what Buddy you're Hield looking for
1: <laughs> or what you're seeing.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. I think we're ready to move on. You ready to move on? Fire up the trade machine. Here we go. All right, guys. We're going to take another quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into your Sacramento Kings with Around the Crown. Welcome back. This is Around the Crown. We are talking all things Sacramento Kings and beyond. Join the royal family by hitting that subscribe button down below, and while you're down there, you might as well smash up that like button. Calvin, I really like this new beat. You like this jam? Yeah, man. It's fresh. It's making me feel pretty good, pretty excited. Unfortunately, the Kings lose again tonight, but hey, we're gonna talk about Deer and Fox. We're gonna talk about some trades. We're gonna uh, make a special announcement as far as Calvin and I being in California next week, and uh add a couple Kings games, what do you want to talk about first, Cal? Uh, let's talk
1: about the fox in the room.
0: Yeah. Get that out of the way. All right. So, Deer and Fox has a sore ankle again. What is this? It's, F- five games in a it's row. Very sore, apparently. Have you ever had a sore ankle that lasts this long?
1: I've had sore ankles since I was uh, a junior in high school. I've I've rolled sprained my ankles broken them both uh, tons of times been on crutches countless times
0: uh yeah my, my ankles are always sore i i think my ankle is probably one of my best attributes <laughs> I, maybe it's my second best attribute cuz my ankles are are awesome i never have any problems with my what, ankles what makes
1: your ankles so good like what how, how I are don't, your second favorite
0: attribute i don't know I don't know, not favorite, but just best attribute. Like I never have to worry about my ankles. I know they're showing up to work every day. They do their job and uh, I don't have to worry about them. I've even like jumped and landed on my ankle sideways and i just can just walk it off afterwards and I'm good.
1: You're very lucky.
0: I don't know what it is. My knees are jacked and that's probably because my ankles are just like pulling on my knees the whole time. (laughs) But so I can't really, uh, you know, get in deer and Fox's head here because I've never had a sore ankle, but I would imagine that if you're a professional basketball player and your ankle is sore and you're in trade rumors that you might want to say something, you might want to do something to like make your fan base feel like you're not just trying to sit out to get traded for another guy who's pissed off and sitting out because he doesn't want to play for his team either.
1: Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we joke, but it is, this is really a pretty serious deal, uh, no matter what way you look at it, because it either means that, that De'Aaron Fox just doesn't want to play for this team anymore or that the Kings are holding him out because they're, they're looking to trade him, which is very serious for the team in either aspect.
0: Yeah. So I read a report here today, and it says... There's been reports Fox, the King's point guard, is on the block because his presence with Tyrese Halliburton uh, is not working out. Apparently, the Knicks GM, Scott Perry, who was also in Sacramento and is the one that was responsible for drafting De'Aaron Fox, has been linked in some rumors or has had interest in De'Aaron. He still believes in him. I mentioned that today after the game, De'Aaron Fox was seen laughing it up with some Knicks players. He was talking to some staff, coaching staff on the Knicks team. I could only imagine, you know, as a, as a player, everybody wants to play in New York, right? Everyone wants to play in Madison square garden. It's a little bit more of a load on your shoulders than playing in Sacramento. But uh, what do you, what do you see in this? Do you think the Knicks could potentially be interested? We've heard talks that Julius Randle could be available Mm -hmm. Maybe deer and fox surprises everyone and ends up in New York.
1: Perhaps, I—I I mean, I certainly wouldn't be surprised that if the Knicks are interested, that they, the Kemba Walker experiment has not worked out. Derrick Rose has been hurt for a while now, so they definitely are in need of a point guard. And I think ideally they would like to keep Derrick Rose as their sixth man coming off the bench. So they're looking for a starting caliber point guard. So it makes a lot of sense from that um, standpoint, but. I think a lot of teams should be interested in De'Aaron Fox. He's a very, very talented player and plays a pretty important position.
0: Do you want to elaborate on that Fox versus Sabonis question we got earlier? Did you have any more input on that? Uh,
1: I mean, just that I agree with you. I, Sabonis is a very good player, and he fits uh, an area of need that the Kings have, a starting power forward, a legit starting power forward. He's not a defensive stopper, so it's not like the team really is making any any ground in that aspect. But again, I, I, at the end of the day, I think you just need more talent on this team. So getting somebody like that would be a win for sure. If I'm going to trade De'Aaron Fox, though, I'm looking to get maybe another player uh, out of that deal to go along with Sabonis. A draft pick would be really nice if I could get that as well. Um, I, I would just want it doesn't have to be a substantially bigger package, but I just want a little bit more than just our best player for your, definitely one of their best players, if not their best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I would need at least a draft pick in that deal. Like, like you said, right. If it's a lateral move, best best player for best player, does that really help out the team? I'm not really sure. Uh, We showed a trade in the last podcast that I really like and that would be Fox for Miles Turner, Levert. Karish, Levert, and a pick. And yeah. a first-round pick from Indiana. I would much uh, be more willing to do a deal like that than a Fox versus Sabonis straight up.
1: Yeah. But then you also think about it, you know, like you said, you, our best player for your best player isn't enough. No one trade is going to be enough for this team. So if there's a, another deal or a couple deals that are, going to be coming after that trade where you you do Fox versus bonus and then you add draft picks or, or fill out the roster in other ways with other deals after that. At the end of the day, I would be okay with that because I do think that it's going to require probably two, at least two, three, maybe even four moves, whether it's acquiring players or draft picks before I feel like, okay, this season is over, but we're making the right type of laying the right foundation to move into an off season, which could lead to success the following year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It looks like everyone wants to talk about buddy healed so we can move on and we can talk about buddy here. You know, a nickname I haven't heard in a long time, buddy buckets. Yeah. I haven't heard anybody say that. I haven't heard the announcers I haven't heard that in a while. you got
1: to make buckets in order to get called Buddy
0: Buckets. I mean, you remember Dougie McBuckets? Even when he was struggling, they still called him Dougie McBuckets. (laughs) But now I'm seeing Buddy Bust. I'm seeing Buddy Buddy, Bricks. Buddy
1: Fuckets. Buddy Fuckets. Buddy
0: Chuckets. Oh, man. So many good nicknames for this guy. And, yeah. Having Buddy Healed on your team is an emotional roller coaster because there are games where you're just like, this guy is playing incredible. We had earlier on in the season, didn't we have somebody call us out, right, that was like, this is just a bash Buddy channel, and you guys just bash Buddy. You don't give him, you know, the credit he deserves. And, I mean, I understand. Maybe you like Buddy a little bit more than we do. But for me, it's it's more of like when players play well – we praise them.
1: <laughs> Buddy gone.
0: When players one don't day, play well, day, Fred. then we're critical of them. And dude hasn't been playing well, so that's why we're bashing Buddy, I guess you could say. But, <laughs> you know, for me, Calvin, we talk about his problems, right? Like, oh, he's not a good defender. Oh, he's not good at dribbling the ball. He turns the ball over too much. But for me lately, it just seems like the shot selection is what drives me nuts.
1: Yeah. There's there's every everything about him drives me nuts. Like I, he's just, he's a playground player. Like that that's who he is. He's one of those guys that will just at any time he gets on the floor I think he has to have like the game plan or the play whatever it is in his head somewhere. I'm gonna shoot the ball. I'm gonna shoot the ball. But it's just way way in the back there and he's, he's just running around he's like okay i'm gonna come off this screen uh if the shot's not there i'm gonna take it i'm gonna take it anyway that's yeah. that's how he plays like i'm all for having a ton of confidence everybody who plays a competitive sport you know once you get to a certain level if you don't have confidence in yourself you're not going to succeed anywhere yeah so you should definitely be confident as a player but
0: Overconfidence is have the same smart. problem. <laughs> you yeah.
1: also have to be smart.
0: Yeah. Buddy brain fart. I like that one.
1: I would totally take Ben McLemore back on this team over Buddy right now. Where is he 100%. now? Is he Houston in Portland
0: or Portland? Portland. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely be willing to take Ben back on because uh, – Ben's learned a lot since he's left Sacramento. And Buddy Heal just seems to be the same guy over and over again. But like I said, right, like when he's Maybe playing – Maybe
1: has to leave Sacramento <laughs> and
0: then he'll learn. When he's playing well, everyone's like, don't trade Buddy. You can't trade him. He's the only scorer we have. If he hadn't put up 30 points, we would have lost the game. And I understand that logic. But at the same time, losing teams, like somebody gets the points, right? we've seen guys in the past that are quote-unquote fool's gold, right, where you have a shitty team, this guy's averaging 25 points a game, you put him on a good team and he just falls off the map, right, because if you're scoring 100 points a game and you're losing and you're down 20 or 30 every game, somebody is still scoring for you, somebody's still getting points, and that's kind of what I see Buddy is is a guy that's just going to kind of get buckets when he can, pat the stats, but it doesn't really translate to wins, in the times that it does translate to wins, it's uh, it's so, like, just not consistent, right? So, the days that you do win a game because of Buddy Heal doesn't outweigh the games you lose because of a guy like Buddy Heal.
1: 100%. 100%. And it, it's just, we talk so much about culture and trying to change the perception of this team and of this franchise, both from, from the inside out, right? Like the, I, at this point, I don't even know how much the players believe in it. We, we hear guys like Tyrese say all the time, you know, uh, I'm not going to let all that the, the years of losing and and the the state of this franchise get to me. It's not going to change my attitude, how I come into work every day. But when you lose over and over and over and over and over and over over again and then you have all that stuff that's already on top of you it just applies more pressure it's kind of hard not to feel that at some point you know and then the other part is you now have to change that internally and get everyone to buy in and you have to go out and you have to prove it to the rest of the league so that they respect you like that's an uphill battle man that's a really uphill battle
0: Sean, we, we talked a little bit about Fox. Uh, I don't really know much about sore ankles because my ankles are amazing, but Calvin gave his insight on uh, deer and Fox, and we don't know why he's still got a sore ankle. Is two weeks now? Has uh, it been I, I two do, weeks?
1: I don't know why he still has a sore ankle, but I, I'm fairly confident. I would be willing to put down a lot of money that he would not damage it further by playing.
0: You think if the Kings were in the playoff race here, he'd be playing? Absolutely, he'd be playing. That's the thing about a sore ankle, right? It's like there's no way to prove it or disprove it. You know, like if you go and you see the doctor and you're like, my ankle's sore. If you're like, my ankle's broken, they could do an x-ray, and they'd be like, yeah. no, it's not broken. But how can they tell if it's sore or not?
1: Yeah. And everybody's different, right? I mean, Paul, look at Paul George. The guy played for weeks with a torn ligament in his elbow his shooting arm and then finally he got to a point where either it must have hurt him too much or the team just said look we're not doing as well as we thought we were anyway you should really just rest and get this taken care of but he played for a long time with a torn ligament in his shooting elbow I'm pretty sure Darren Fox can play with a sore ankle maybe there were there's some medical report that they're still waiting on and it'll come out that it's, it's more serious than that. But when you go out and you warm up consistently, you know, if if you're on the court warming up, that mean that right there means you're close to playing. Yeah. It, it's, it's a game time. Decision, Not five games much. away from yeah. returning.
0: Yeah. I saw a meme this, uh, this week that had, <laughs> it was like Kurt angle, won an Olympic gold medal with a broken fricking neck. And Deer and Fox can't play with a sore ankle.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Everybody's <laughs> different. Some people are, are more insane than others. They'll play with, you know, ridiculous injuries and, and when they really shouldn't be playing. But but it, it does make you think, you know. That's another thing we talk about all the time with this team is toughness and, and a leader and all that stuff, you know. And if, yep. if your leader decides a couple minutes before the game. nah oh, man, sorry, my ankle doesn't really feel that good. I'm not I got a boo-boo. Play. I I don't want to, you know, bash Darren Fox too much here cuz there's just a lot that I don't know about the situation. I haven't talked to him. I haven't talked to any of the trainers or the coaching staff or anything like that. And maybe it really is that they're just going to trade him and that's why he's not playing. But it's not a good
0: look. It it definitely is not not a good look. You know who had a sore ankle that couldn't play just a couple weeks ago? Antonio Brown.
1: Yeah, he had more than a sore ankle, according to him.
0: And we saw him jumping up and down and storming (laughs) off the field. Uh, I, I try and look for positives because everything is so negative all the time. But, I mean... At least he's not doing that, right? At least he's not doing that. Yep. Someone in, in the chat said De'Aaron Fox is uh, requesting a trade without requesting a trade. It's very possible.
1: It's very possible.
0: Yeah, that's that's wild. All right, I got a quote here from Alvin Gentry. This is not from tonight. This is after the last loss. Alvin Gentry was asked on how much the impending February 10th trade trade deadline is impacting his team and he says quote unquote i can't answer that these couple weeks there's going to be rumors out there nobody's talked about what does this mean to you calvin
1: Uh, it means that something's probably going to happen something major here that's what we're all waiting for anyway right yeah like but i do want to say alvin gentry is a saint. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You can say whatever you want about him. You can say that he's not a good coach or that he's not the right fit for the team. Maybe both of those statements are true. I'm still pretty confident that the players should shoulder at least 50% of the blame for what's happening, if not more at least. Um, But just put yourself in his shoes for one for five minutes, right? Can you imagine how difficult it must be to go into the locker room every day and try to say things, positive things, and, you know, this is what we're going to do and we're going to turn it around this way and blah, 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 blah. I mean, if you're a bad team in high school, like you're checked out at some point, there's nothing a coach can come in and really say that it's going to be make you all of a sudden think like, hell yeah, we, we got this, you know? Yeah. But if you're a professional and you get paid to play, I just, I feel for Alvin Gentry, who's been in a lot of tough situations in the league. This might be the toughest that he's ever been in before.
0: I mean, he said that like a month ago, right? He's like, after that loss, he's like, this is one of the worst moments of my NBA career being around all this. It's, uh, if you were to take a guy and you wanted to break him, Sacramento is definitely a place where you could you could do that. But hey, he's yeah. he's staying strong.
1: I mean, and this is exactly why I said I didn't want Doug Christie to take over I remember. in the middle of the season because you want to pour Alvin to get all the be losses. Better. Well, like <laughs> if you really believe in Doug Christie long term, I just don't think that breaking his spirit completely right <laughs> in his first year as a professional coach in the NBA, is the way to go about it. Like, yeah, let him you know be the side piece that doesn't get all the blame and and still has everybody everyone's support. You know, mm-hmm. get the team to a better spot. Let him learn a little bit more. Let him spend an entire year on the bench first, and then go from there. I realize that that's not like if you're if you're thinking about picking a, a head coach for next season that convolutes things if your long-term plan is we want to groom doug christie then it's like who do we who's the filler guy you know we're not picking the right choice but i just don't think that it was a good situation to to throw doug
0: christie into yeah i agree we got to give a shout out to priest here kings fan since 1968.
1: wow it's a lot of it's a lot of suffering
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm telling everybody the suffering is here, but it's just going to make everything sweeter at the end. You know, any goal that you have, the harder the road is to get to that goal, the sweeter that it is to finally make it. I don't know what that goal is at this point for Sacramento. Is it the playoffs? Is it just making a trade here? You know, what is that goal? But, um, you know, hopefully we'll get some some clarity here in the next couple weeks. Hopefully. Speaking of which, the NBA trade deadline is coming up really, really fast. February 10th is the deadline. I saw today the Clippers make Sergi Baca, Marcus Morris, and Eric Bledsoe available. Calvin, are you going to pursue any of these guys? What would you be willing to give up? I'm definitely, well, I would call
1: and ask about Sergi Baca and Marcus Morris for sure. Eric Bledsoe makes no sense to me. There's, they, this team doesn't need another point guard, especially another point guard that is kind of like a score first mentality type mm-hmm. person. Um, I like Eric Bledsoe as an individual player. He's a good defender, all that stuff. But Marcus Morris fits a lot more area of need for this team. Wing, outside shooting. Um, and Ibaka, again, power forward. He's a, a little bit past his prime. I, I don't know how the Kings would use him rotation wise, you know, maybe you start him, but he only plays like 20 to 22 minutes a game. And you, you keep bringing in people off the bench. Um, I certainly wouldn't want to give up a huge deal for either one of those two, but the Kings have a lot of tradable players on this roster. So there's gotta be a deal that, that would, uh, probably work
0: for both sides. Vinny, can you show my screen here? What do you think about a deal like this, Cal? I mean, if I'm the Clippers, I want more from Sacramento. I'm just trying to figure out how we would make this work. You know, they want to move Ibaka. They want to move Morris. I don't think Buddy Heald is enough. Maybe you need to throw in a pick, or would you want to throw in a a guy like Marvin Bagley? Or or how could you make a trade like this work?
1: Um... Uh, I mean, there's probably a a couple different ways to do it. I don't know. I I don't think that either one of these guys – I think there are a lot of other um, players out there that I would try to trade for first before trading for these two. But that being said, if you ended up with both of these guys, I still think that's an improvement from what the team is now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I saw someone earlier in the chat was saying, you know, nobody in the NBA has made a trade. I mean, you know, that's not completely true. We just saw the Knicks acquire Cam Reddish. And uh, where did Bowl Bowl end up going after the first trade fell through? Uh, Detroit. Oh, Detroit? No. Oh, where did he go after? Yeah, it? yeah. Was it Miami? I don't remember. now. Anyways, we've seen two trades so far happen this NBA season. But yeah, I, I think everybody is waiting on, and you know I'm, I'm trying to make it through this entire podcast without saying Ben Simmons, but I guess I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, but I think everybody is is basically waiting on that. And we've seen this in the past. We saw it with Jimmy Butler. Uh, we saw it with some of these others where there's a prized free agent or a trade piece. and everybody's waiting on that. And once that domino falls, Celtics they oh the All Celtics the yes. Celtics now. Thanks, yeah, with Taco Fall, right? No, um, uh,
1: Taco Falls in Atlanta.
0: Oh, okay. And uh yeah, it's like once that first domino falls, then all these other moves start to happen. We heard this week that the Kings are no longer interested. You can cut that, Vinny, are no longer interested in Ben Simmons. I, I don't know exactly if I believe that or not, or if what Calvin says with the ankle injury with Fox, if it's a smoke and mirrors thing, if it's just a dance, it's happening. But it is kind of weird that, you know, we haven't really heard of any other big suitors for Ben Simmons. Now we're seeing Deer and Fox sit out all these games with a sore ankle. It's a very, very weird situation, Calvin.
1: Yeah, it is a weird situation. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, that it happens in negotiations all the time where uh, one side eventually just hits their limit. You know, and and they, they feel like they have to move on or, or look for something else. For the rest of us, we're just waiting to see what else that is.
0: I mean, you guys can't hate Vivek. He's the one that kept the Kings in Sacramento, and for that reason, I will never hate him.
1: Yeah, I I can't argue with that.
0: Oh, James Hamm should be hopefully on the World Report on Friday. I think we're going to film with him. All right, Calvin. Are we ready to make this announcement? Yep. Give him the air horn, Vinny. Bam, bam, bam. (laughs) Or the (laughs) laughter. He's figuring all the buttons. All right, guys. So, Calvin and I will be at two Kings games next month the 8th and the ninth, back-to-back. Not just next month, like next week. Yeah, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. We still haven't got our tickets for Wednesday's game. We're trying to figure out exactly where we want to be. Thursday, we are courtside. We're literally the third row of courtside, right behind the Sacramento Kings bench. So make sure you guys... I'm going to ask De'Aaron if he'll let me take his spot for the day. (laughs) Make sure you guys uh, check that. Bryce, if you want to get us some tickets for Wednesday's game, we'd be very much uh, oh, yeah. appreciative. Wayne's right. It's Tuesday's game. That. Oh, sorry. Tuesday's game. We have tickets for Wednesday courtside. Yes. Tuesday's sorry. game. All my like... days are messed up. Wednesday, we're courtside. Tuesday, we still don't have tickets. But the thing that you guys really need to know is that Calvin and I are going to be doing post-game live at a bar right next to the arena, Calvin. You want to make the announcement? That's right. We will be doing two live, like really
1: live post game shows at Punch Bowl Social right next to Golden One Center. So if you don't run into us at the arena during the game, stop by Punch Bowl Social afterwards. Come hang out, watch the show. And
0: uh, who knows?
1: Maybe we'll get like a Royal Rebound Bowling Lane
0: after that for the night or something. Even if you do run into us at the arena, Come see us at Punch Bowl. We're going to be giving out a little bit of gear, some shirts, and we're just going to be having a fun time. We're going to do the normal post-game show, so if you guys want to be in the background, we're going to have the bar behind us. And uh, we just love to chat and hang out with you guys. After the show, we'll hang out and have a couple beers, play some video games, just have an overall good time. So make sure you guys come meet up with us at Punch Bowl Social on the 8th and the 9th, Tuesday, Wednesday, post-game.
1: Bryce says he'll get us cheap good tickets if we let him be on the show
0: okay anytime man but you got to come to I'm punch all bowl social <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> you guys can all be on the show if you guys come to punch bowl social yes dennis both nights we will be there as soon as we can get out of the arena, however yeah. <laughs> long however yeah. long it takes for us well, to get but we will be there. out of the arena. Vinny's going to leave a little bit early. Thank you for the sacrifice, Vinny. And he's going to make sure everything's set up so we can literally walk in the building and go. So make sure you guys all join us for that. All right, Calvin. So back on the trade deadline, as I mentioned, February 10th. Any other thoughts regarding the trade deadline? Any other guys that you've seen that could potentially be available? Or, I mean, how are you going into the next week and a half?
1: I'm burning the midnight candle or whatever the expression is every single day, which I feel like Monty McNair is going to do anyway. But they can leave no stone unturned here. I'm calling – every team in the nba over the next week and i'm set picking you know my two or three favorite players on that team and i'm saying what is it going to cost to get these guys because this team just does not work i don't know how many times i've said it but it does not work they need to make wholesale changes so they they gotta burn the candle at both ends thank you Um, they, they gotta, they gotta do it, man. They gotta put in the work. They got to make moves. We we've talked about so many different types of deals that the Kings could potentially make. And there are many of them that I would be happy about, but at the end of the day, they just need to make moves.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how I could put it any more eloquently than that. They need to make a trade. Yes, Bryce,
1: Tuesday's game is the one we need tickets
0: for. At this point, I'm kind of like, should they trade Deer and Fox? I know I've been back and forth on this, and I'm not just going to trade him to trade him. I'm only trading him if the deal I get back helps improve this Kings team. But as you mentioned, like lots of trades need to happen. They need to move some guys in, some guys out. I think we need to figure out who the dog is going to be on this team. I really like what I've seen from Davion as far as him starting, but – As you mentioned, that also puts you in uh, more questions. And is this guy big enough? You're starting him and Tyrese uh, next to each other. What does that mean? What could you potentially get back in a deer and fox trade? But uh, I have to say, man, Marcus Smart is one of the guys on the top of my list. And that's because I feel like he is that dog and he is available or potentially available. I can't think of any other guy in the league right now that's as available and that would have a cultural impact on this team.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think they need to be targeting um, a mixture of, you know, young players with a lot of upside, but also uh, very legit veteran role players, players that are going to not just have a big, you know, we all thought Tristan Thompson would be one of those types of people at the beginning of the season. And I'm sure he did have a good impact on the team from his his veteran um, leadership and experience in the league. However, now he doesn't even play for them anymore. So they need people that are going to have that type of impact on the team, the morale, uh, all that stuff, but also guys who are going to contribute on the court. Marcus Smart is a great example of that.
0: Yep. Alex is saying he was a little emotional in calling the kings the sacramento nothings
1: <laughs> that's like one of the nicest things i've heard them called in yeah. weeks
0: what what's your new nickname for them uh i like the sacks the sacks yeah like
1: this the snl skit yeah you don't like sacks uh, what about sacramento basketball team i love the sacramento basketball team but you know the problem is the the football teams did it first so it doesn't sound as good but i think i thought that was a really really clever name and shout out to skip for for
0: dropping that go Saks. go Saks, though oh that's so funny well i didn't want to bring this up but since you guys are bringing up Tristan Thompson and all this i saw this weird article today it was talking about instagram models being invited apparently some TikTok girl posted this on her TikTok that she was being invited to a private party after a sacramento kings game and lebron james was going to be there tristan thompson was going to be there and there was going to be over 30 instagram models it ended up being a, a a scammer or a fake person trying to get girls to go to this location so she kind of exposed it but it it's just like man, we we can't catch a break here. We're getting mentioned in potential scams of people trying to I, I don't even know what they're trying to do, but leave the Kings out of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. You know what they say, no or all publicity is is good publicity.
0: We haven't heard about Brandon Ingram for a while. It's true, we have not. What do you think about Brandon Ingram for Deer and Fox straight up? I'm a lot more open to this deal than I am the Sabonis deal.
1: Uh, yeah, I am too. I, I mean, I think Brand, uh, uh, trading for Brandon Ingram would be a good move. It would be a good move.
0: Gee says no. David Griffin likes Ingram. I mean, I I'm not sure how much longer David Griffin will actually be in New Orleans. We've heard that he's having issues with Zion. We saw how quickly he exited Cleveland with the drama surrounding LeBron James and. And all that. So, honestly, I don't know. But uh, I'd be much more open to a deer and Fox for Brandon Ingram trade than I would for a guy like Sabonis. And that's not a knock on Sabonis at all. It's just I, I feel like small forwards, especially guys that can shoot, are so valuable in this league. You know, we, we all talk about how the problem with your best player not being able to shoot, and Sabonis can shoot. But who's taking the last shot? I would much rather have Brandon Ingram taking the last shot in this team than the Sabonis, a buddy, uh, anybody else. So if I'm trading yeah. Fox, I, I'd rather at least get a closer or somebody that I can rely on late in games.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to trade De'Aaron Fox, you, you need to get back a number one option in return. Um, you know, I think Sabonis can be a number one option, but like you said, are you going to give him the ball and clear it out it with a tie game or down two, you know, with 10 seconds left? Yeah. He definitely can go and get buckets in those situations. But, yeah, you, you want a more skilled and polished <laughs> offensive player in those situations. Oh,
0: man. Jonathan says, what about Zion for Fox? Straight up thoughts. Alfie comes right in with the zinger. How large is Zion would he fit in this trade? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had talked about a potential move for Zion and that to me is like the biggest gamble that you can make, right? Like the highest big, reward big, but big, also big the highest risk. Uh, De'Aaron Fox makes significantly more money than Zion. So if you yeah. were to do a deal, there would have to be some fillers coming from uh, the Pelicans.
1: Which I don't really I'm, see as a bad thing because you're getting Zion on a really cheap deal, which, again, it is it is a risk. But you're also going to get some other players and maybe even picks involved in that deal as well. Like, you you could add to other areas of de- depth on your team, like a wing or a really good defender or something. You, you could get, potentially, if Zion comes back at 100%, you get one of the more dominant players in the league, plus help, yep. to balance out your roster for
0: Fox, and that brings, and maybe
1: even a pick, which could be a really good draft pick,
0: yeah. And that brings in my next point here. Gee says Randall for Fox. I feel like this is kind of the same thing as a Sabonis deal, and you know, yes, I said okay to Ingram for Fox, but I, I'm generally not trying to move Fox for one other player. I'm looking to fill multiple positions that this Kings team needs. That's why I've been so adamant that maybe a Fox for Miles Turner, Lavert in a first-round pick. You help at two positions, and you get a pick to move on. There's very few guys in the league that I would trade De'Aaron and Fox for straight up. It's got to be guys like Anthony Davis, you know, things or guys that will make a huge impact and push this team forward. Otherwise, I feel like – you, you can't do a lateral move. You got to trade Fox for multiple pieces.
1: I agree. I agree hundred percent.
0: All right, Calvin, anything else you want to talk about here before we move on and talk about the next week just of basketball action?
1: Sh- shout out to my man trade Fox. What? I don't know. What is your name actually, but trade Fox for Brandon Ingram or Sabonis at now ASAP. Like I, I just don't ever see anybody in the chat that changes their, their username mid show. So, props, dude! Shout out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome. I we really appreciate you guys for taking time out of your day. It, it sucks seeing these losses pile up, but you guys are all here afterwards, hanging out with us and and uh, keeping us entertained. And I think it helps all of us as a group. Just wait till the Kings are good. How much fun we're going to be having in these post games, Calvin? Yep, it's going to be a lot of fun. So. To remind you guys real quick,
1: my uh, ankles don't fail me
0: by that time, <laughs> and I'm,
1: I have to, you know, wheelchair myself in here.
0: So, February 8th, 9th, make sure you guys catch us at a Kings game live, and we will be at Punch Bowl Social afterwards for the postgame. All right, we're going to take another quick break here, but when we come back, we're going to take a look at the Kings' next game and next week of action with Kings Crusade. Welcome to Royal Rebounds, a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. The Kings continue their crusade to get back to the playoffs or uh, head for the number one pick in the NBA draft. (laughs) Next up is the Brooklyn Nets. If you're a Kings fan, make sure you hit that like button down below and consider subscribing to the channel. Calvin and I put out fresh Kings content almost daily. All right, Calvin. The Nets... As good as they are, they've been kind of a shit show this season as well. And uh, that's not because of their play on the court. I mean, some of He's it is. Say I'd love to be the shit show that the Nets are. <laughs> it's mostly just dealing with drama around the players that are on the team. We, we're not hearing so much about Kyrie Irving now. Now the, it's all about James Harden and whether he will continue with this team, whether he'll end up going to Philadelphia this season or in the offseason whether he doesn't like living in Brooklyn or dealing with Kyrie's BS and all that stuff but none of that matters on Wednesday because they're in Sacramento Kyrie Irving is available to play and they're taking on uh, probably the juiciest matchup in the NBA with the Sacramento Kings what are your thoughts
1: my thoughts are uh, how much are the Kings going to be down by in this game is it going to be 30 is it going to be 40? Is it going to be 50? I feel like LeBron. Not one, not two, not three, not four.
0: <laughs> LeBron James. Yeah. It's,
1: it's I mean, bad. I mean, look, this is. there's no way you can look. I don't even have keys to this game because, like, what, what are you going to say? <laughs> They're playing one of the best teams in the league. They lose to everybody right now. Darren Fox probably isn't going to play. I don't see any. Like, why would he come back for this game?
0: Yeah. The keys to the game are don't let the Nets in the arena. Yeah, I mean. Lock the door, throw away the keys. If I had
1: keys to the game, it would be De'Aaron sack up and play for the sacks. (laughs) And two, let's trade some people and maybe get a better team to try and win this game. Like, that's literally... I, you know, you could go through and say they got to rebound. They got to play defense. They got to close out on the three-point line. They got to shoot well. They need to get bench production. Like, th- it's just endless. They're, they're so bad right now in so many areas yep. that you just, you can't go into one of these games and be like, okay, well, if, if we do these two things tonight, we got a good chance to win. No, you're, you don't because you're playing one of the best teams
0: in the league, and this team just isn't very good right now. I got a key for you. The Kings need to score more than the Nets. Yeah, that's really the only key <laughs> to this game. Oh, man. Have you looked at the injury report? Are there, are there any guys out? I looked at it earlier, but that's it, it didn't look it like the Nets were, were missing anybody. <laughs> we, how many games have we done this year where they're like, <laughs> ah,
1: LaMelo's out. LaMelo Ball's out. Blah, blah, blah's out. Trey Young's out. Uh, you know, every team they've had. LeBron James best, is out. Anthony, three, Davis Anthony Davis is out. is out. And it doesn't matter. Giannis is out. Giannis is out. <laughs> Jamar or, uh, Jeremy Grant's out. Kevin yep. Cunningham basically doesn't play. They still lose to the Pistons. So it, you can't look at the other roster and be like, oh, well, Kevin Durant's sitting, so that means we got a shot tonight, boys.
0: Yeah, you know, the Kings have only won one game this season without their best player. But I don't think they've won a single game against a team missing their best player, which is truly incredible. Yeah, truly incredible. I mean, we got 30 more games this season, Calvin. We're going to sit up here and we're going to say changes need to happen. They need to make a trade. But honestly, there's only what, four more games here where we can talk about that before the trade deadline is over. It's coming down to
1: the wire. And then what do we talk
0: about at that point once that's over? Because we talk about the draft.
1: (laughs) I mean, seriously.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Five games. Nets on Wednesday, Thursday against the Warriors. That is a tough back to back. Finally, he's looking good against the Thunder. Two games against the Timberwolves. Kings get a nice breath of fresh air against the Wizards who've been struggling. And then you're back to Brooklyn against the Nets. And then you play the Bulls. And then back to backs against the Nuggets. It's a, it's a brutal schedule, man. Playing in the NBA is is no cakewalk.
1: No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. So, you know, they'll, they'll be there. They'll show up at the game. So they got a chance. Yeah. Anybody has a chance on any given night.
0: But they do play the game for a reason, right? Yep. There's a reason they don't just say, okay, Nets win the game. No, we don't even have to play. But it will be interesting to see whether De'Aaron Fox is available in this game. As you mentioned, like, there's no point in him playing. However, for me, if he plays in this game, I think that sends a a message to Sacramento Kings fans, right? Of like, no, I'm not sitting out on purpose. I'm here. But if he doesn't play in this game, there's just going to be a lot more questions. Yeah. Especially if he warms up again. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild, dude. If I was having an ankle injury or if I didn't want to play, like the last thing I would be doing would be warming up before the games and letting the fans see me and then saying, oh, I can't go.
1: Wow, ouch. Pree says 7-23 for the next 30 games to close the season.
0: I mean, that's – that to me is uh, might be a, pretty might optimistic. Be an
1: overshot, overshot, yeah.
0: That's pretty optimistic. I mean, what are they right now? 18 and 34 or something? They're not very good. What's the Sh- win? Sean
1: says, who do you rather have on the Kings, LaMelo or Tyrese?
0: What do you mean, LaMelo Ball? Yeah. Or Tyrese Halliburton?
1: That, that's what it says here, I think. Weird question LaMelo Ball or, or Halley on the Kings?
0: I mean, I don't think we have a shot at LaMelo at all. No, but we uh, don't have a shot at LaMelo, that's for sure. So, for that reason, I'm going to say Tyrese Halliburton. Sorry, I'm going to do yeah, some, some math it, here.
1: It's interesting, actually. I mean, LaMelo has, man, he's really played very, very well. Tyrese is a better defender than he is, but LaMelo is, he's an incredibly unique talent. <clears throat>
0: So the Kings currently he's been
1: much better than I thought he would be this early on in his career.
0: Kings currently have won thirty four point six percent of their games. So that means out of the next thirty games, they're supposed to win ten. So yeah, I guess uh, I guess seven and twenty three is is a little undershot, but uh, who knows if they end up trading guys, if guys get injured, if they have another COVID outbreak, it could very well happen. But uh, it's really going to depend on what are these teams doing that are below Sacramento. We saw the Thunder are trying to lose games. I think they won one more game than Sacramento or they lost or they Sacramento only won one more game than them in the month of January, which is pretty incredible for a team that's actively trying to lose games. And I yeah. saw Lou Dort have an awesome game last week with like 27 points. He's playing great defense. He's another guy I would love the Kings to target. Yeah. All right. Calvin, I think I'm ready to wrap up the show. I'm out of beer. Um, And I'm out of things to say.
1: I'm, I'm out of things to say, too. <laughs> Unless you guys have a topic you want to discuss. I mean, we'll, we'll open it up, whatever, but.
0: I think we had a good show. Rashawn
1: Holmes was crying during the game? I missed that. Oh, he got hit again in the face.
0: Oh, really? Knocked his glasses off, everything. It's crazy, man. The dude has like a magnet on his forehead or something. (laughs) He just keeps getting hit in the face over and over and over again. Yeah,
1: LaMelo is an all-star.
0: It is crazy. Talk about the ownership.
1: I don't know what you want me to say about that. I mean...
0: I don't know how much of this is ownership's fault at this point. I mean, they, they've said all the right things. They said, Monty can do whatever he wants and uh, nothing's happened. But like I said earlier, I'm never going to hate Vivek just in the fact that he kept the Kings in Sacramento. And for that, I will always uh, be thankful. All right, Cal, let's wrap up the show here. Thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of the Royal Rebounds podcast live with Calvin and Barry As we mentioned at the start of the show, Kings lose tonight, 96 to 116 deer and Fox sits again. Bagley is out. Terrence Davis is out. Mo Harkless and Davion Mitchell get the start. We will catch you all on Wednesday post game after the Kings, uh, hopefully don't lose too bad to the Brooklyn nets, but make sure you guys smash up the like button down below. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. We will see you all Wednesday night. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful evening. And in the meantime, go Kings.